0: Bringing you the latest fantasy football news from Champions Division to Toilet Brigade, we are the Niagara Dynasty Fantasy Association, and you are listening to the NDFA podcast.
1: All right. So I, I'll start by saying one thing, huh? and it's mostly you, Luther. Like, I'm I'm actually excited that you're on. Like when Ian texted me earlier, I. We, we don't get many guests, right, And It's usually just me and you for five hours, half bullshit, half football.
2: Yeah, yeah, it pretty much.
1: Anything. It's, it's just a little bit of everything, <laughs> and we make something out of it. True true. no, L- Luther, thank you for participating with us.
2: Yeah, yeah, right. welcome. It's, it's
1: cool. It's,
0: welcome it's in. It's nice to
1: have someone else on On with us.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: That's
1: something we kind of pushed a few times, but they're like, oh, maybe the second. but
0: Yeah, early on, I wasn't. Thanks for coming. Yeah, I mean, early on, it was uh, – didn't make it a priority to listen to the podcast but now it's like as soon as they're posted i listen to them just because it, it, it can only help me versus hurt me listening but so and it's, well, it's, it's we're not guaranteeing that we're healthy but... <laughs> well it, now it's, i understand the problem <laughs> yeah but it, it helps in my way because like i've been doing it for a long time but when it comes to dynasty and salary cap it, it's a whole different color versus just a redraft league and stuff like that. It's a whole different scenario. So Sure. But no, I mean So like I mean, when we podcast. get into the salary when we get into salary cap and rules and, and like you
1: know what, what we're seeing with different teams, I mean that's helpful to you is what you're saying.
0: Oh sure. Because again we
1: don't get much feedback Luther, so I'm sorry to like kinda ask it that way, but I just
2: no, again shoot I'm, from the hip.
0: No, no, you're correct on
2: that. Yeah, yeah, I think where Joe's going with it is like the more we do hear back, the more we can sort of figure out what to focus on. You know, I mean, maybe no one actually cares to hear us read the the standings in the league, which we cover on the weekly one during the season, you
0: know. No, I actually like it. Uh good or bad, I like when you guys review like my team, it's just fun as hell. So all right, cool. Excellent.
1: Uh and and that's what we're here for. We we try to, you know, pay attention to everyone's team. Uh I, I won't speak for Ian, but I I, I can speak for Ian because I kind of got the feel of him. Like, me and Ian try to blow by our teams a little bit. Like, I think sometimes we get stuck on too much, like, talking, but um, it, it's more for everybody else, right, at the end of the day. Like, oh. me and Ian have already bullshitted four hours about everything else in life, so we, we do try to get on everyone's team and, and, and spend a fair amount of time on them.
0: Oh, no, it, it, it's so funny because, like, when you go through, like, the rankings and stuff like that, like preseason stuff like that and you'll make a comment about my team i'll be like fuck you joe <laughs> <laughs> well
1: good i'm doing my job then
0: yeah yeah
1: but i, I i'm assuming if you've l- listened to any of the podcasts you do know i love kenny galladay yes <laughs> uh...
2: oh man yeah i think yeah, he's getting we, cut
0: i mean they should. should so i mean is daniel bellinger is he uh, on the rise? right now maybe a little bit
2: I've got to believe yeah I mean the the tight end there eventually is going to have some value they just once they get their offense fully implemented I mean the question they got to answer this year is is Daniel Jones someone that that's going to stick around or is he going to be a washout after this season and I think that's really up in the air right now
0: yeah I mean we're talking about the Giants here so it's not obviously ideal but yeah I, I think Bellinger is a, a guy that the arrow's pointing up.
1: I've even brought him up uh, on our rookie rankings. I believe is is when we did it, is, of someone that's going to be a viable receiving option there. At, at least I think, maybe not right away, but yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I don't see a, a a new transcendent tight end or anything. You know, I mean, he's not the next Antonio Gonzalez or or whatever. But yeah, I, I think you got another guy that's going to wind up like. A Dalton Schultz or a a Will Disley before the injuries or, you know, it's pretty high goal, but like a Heath Miller, that sort of tight end, you know, the big lumbering guy that can box everyone out and gets 50 to 70 catches a year for 700 yards, which is a, a tight end, you know, the tight end 10 or so, usually 10, 12, 15, depending on how good of a year they
0: have.
1: So, Joe, sure, you get a tight end like all the rest of us, and he's cheap.
0: Yeah. So, Joe, real quick, uh, you got to be excited about Garrett Wilson, right?
1: Uh, extremely happy about that game. You always, always want to see your guys break out, right? Actually get some targets. Well, I'm actually the, pretty excited about both of them Ohio State guys. A lobby didn't have a big game, but, yeah, a shitload of perfect. targets. 13, yeah. I think.
0: Yeah. 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 And, and this is what you got to be happy about, too, is uh, Garrett Wilson ran less routes than Elijah Moore and still have more productivity. The, the more I watch it, I think Garrett Wilson will, will rise to the top as the best receiver. Though. Well, they didn't draft him high. To uh, I think they were looking for a true wide receiver one anyway. That's my opinion. Oh, absolutely.
1: And, and I'm not going to bullshit the whole thing. I, I, I was a little nervous about the Ohio State guys. Um, me and Ian had many conversations about this, and I asked Ian dozens of times, what do you think of these two guys? You watch the college tape, and they're just running free all the time. Are they that good? Is it the program? Like what the hell's going on? And then I take the dive and end up taking them both and fairly happy right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean I think one thing you gotta look at is like, you know, traditionally running backs and wide receivers come out of Ohio State and do pretty well in the league.
1: Uh at Ohio State's a football factory, except when it comes to the quarterback for whatever reason. Yes. But, yeah. Or or Trey Sermon. Sorry, I always <laughs> gotta get that in on episode too. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. But, but yeah, I'm uh, fairly really happy here right now. Got to be feeling a little better about the Derrick
0: Henry trade, Luther. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think uh, it's working out well for me. I mean, my running back core obviously is uh, not good, but I'm in rebuild, so it, it's expected not to be great. So
1: yeah, but I think one more game like this, uh, Derrick Henry, I like the. To- the last two, and the value is just going to plummet. Like No one be sending you over a first-round pick after one one more game of this, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah, I I think even at this point, I don't think Henry is startable until he proves otherwise. I mean, he looks like he's done.
0: I mean, we expected that, though, right? I did,
2: actually. If you go through the whole offseason, that's what I was preaching.
0: Yeah.
1: I was thinking the cliff would have been not as steep, but it wasn't out of the realm of possibility for me. Like, uh, yeah, Ian was off the of Derrick Henry. Shit, Eric, Ian was off the of Derrick Henry at the, after the injury last year. Probably even before the injury. So you, oh. Ian was real early to get off of him. I mean, around yeah, I... around
2: the injury time, it's that I was saying, you know, it's the beginning of the end. I I expected at that point the steady decline, and that by the end of this season, beginning of next, he would be where we're seeing him right now. Then when you accelerated that with a foot injury for a gigantic running back, that's when I said like. Absolutely not. Like, no way.
0: Well, I just think Tennessee just looks bad in a whole as a whole team. I mean, not doing but, good.
2: Well, when you're the Tennessee Derrick Henrys, and you don't have a Derrick Henry, it's not a good show. Right. Uh, I, I think that they'll actually probably get back on track. I don't think they're going to wind up being the bottom of their division in the season, but I, I don't. I think it's a stretch to say they're the favorites to win it at this point, the division, I mean.
0: Yeah, I think that division could be uh, everyone's fight for the last place.
2: Yeah, I mean, the one saving grace there is I, I think you could probably win that division with eight wins this year. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah.
1: What's that division? Houston, Tennessee, Indy, and Jacksonville?
2: Yep. Yeah. Does Jacksonville
1: Does it, look like the best team in that division right now?
2: Yeah. They they did yesterday or two days ago, but yeah.
1: I mean, Indy getting shut out, like, that's a – it's hard to shut a team out in today's modern football.
2: Yeah, it is. I mean, it, the – the NFL right now is designed to have success, not just on offense, but specifically in the passing game. So, in theory, every team should be putting up points. That's, I mean, the, the NFL has explicitly stated that's what they want is more points because that's what gets most fans excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, so do celebrations, and they try getting rid of them. So the NFL doesn't always have their finger on the pulse, but but they're banking on offense, and so to create a game that's a shutout. You know, if you have a couple of them a year, I don't think the NFL is too, too worried. But you get a dozen of them, and you'll see a rule change that makes it even easier to pass. I mean, before you know it, it'll well, be nine men on defense.
0: Well, I thought Indy's defense was actually, like, coming into the season was looking pretty good. So I, I was shocked that they gave up 24 to Jacksonville as well. So
1: That Indy team looks lost to me. I, I, I don't know what it is. It but it, Like, they don't have the – Reich don't have the, his hand on the pulse of his own team. Well, is it not sure what they're trying to do?
0: Is it like Indy and Tennessee are kind of in the same breath trying to play everything on Taylor and Henry? You know, but
1: that's what I mean when they didn't know what they were going to do because I looked at that game at halftime and and Jonathan Taylor had like six carries. Like, you want to get something going, go give it to your stud back, give him 12 carries in the first half. He's a young guy, he can take 25 carries. Like, I was just confused what they were even trying to do. If they think Matt Ryan's going to win football games for him at this stage of the game, like, I think that's a
2: mistake. Well, I think that they're thinking not specifically just him, but they're thinking Shaq Leonard's going to help him win football games. And that's, that's the glaring, the obvious thing missing from the defense right now. I mean, I, I think their secondary is actually suspect, but that they've had a good enough pass rush in recent times. And, and, just an excellent linebacking core between uh, Shaq Leonard and and Bobby Okarike or Okereke, he likes it called. But I-, I think what you're seeing now is pulling that one central piece out of the defense, and then you already had, other than Gilmore, I mean, there's nothing in their secondary that's great. I mean, Julian Blackman is the okayest safety in the division. Like, there's nothing great there. Like, Kenny Moore is the best not-good okay. Yeah, he's the best not good cornerback in the division. So you do that and then you pull the string out of their spine and they all just flop like one of those fucking uh inflatable things you see in front of car dealerships, you know. I mean I think once you see Shaq Leonard come back, you're gonna see this team turn around. Or at least their their defense in specific.
0: Yeah, I, I think I can agree with that. And another thing I want to grape about about Indy, and then we can move on from Indy, but uh so Alec Pierce was out and Michael Pittman was out. So in two my leagues, I was just like, "Oh, uh, think uh, something." Paris Campbell. There oh me man, at. he's probably gonna have a good game. <laughs> what the hell? Well, that's, that's a guy so we're that. gonna talk about later. Oh yeah, well, I mean, I fell right into that one. So, per- so. Paris Campbell's ship has sailed, I think. What's that other guy that's uh, coming up? Uh, starts of the last but, name starts of the. I can't.
2: You mean Ashton Doolin?
0: Yeah, or Doolin. Yeah, sorry. He's a interesting. I guess, guy, you know. I mean, I don't think he's going to be breakout or anything, but I'm just saying, like, is he going to step into that Paris Campbell role?
2: What Paris Campbell role? What role has Paris Campbell – I well, mean, the, the injured reserve true. role? Yeah, I, true. Mean,
0: I guess you're right, yeah. He's
2: literally never done anything My in the NFL. Of the year role? <laughs> like, this this is a rant that I was saving for later, but there is no Paris Campbell role. There's no <laughs> – what, what's he doing in the NFL at this point? I mean, seriously. They lo- They misplaced Philip Dorsett, so they can't get rid of Campbell until they find another guy that can be really fast and ride the bench for three to five years. Yeah. And I feel bad for him. I get that, you know, it's not his fault he keeps getting hurt and stuff, but he has never done anything in the NFL. And every season, it's, oh, I mean, even this offseason, well, Michael Pittman, yeah, he might improve this year, but he's going to have to get past Paris Campbell. Yeah. He passed oh. Paris Campbell when he was still in college.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, as of right now today, if you really think about it, uh Josh Gordon is a better bet than Paris Campbell. Historical I, figures.
2: Sorry. I would ra- I would rather have Josh Gordon on my t- I would rather have neither, but I would rather have Josh Gordon than Paris Campbell on my fantasy team.
1: At least we ten years ago we seen Josh Gordon actually have a
0: decent year. Yeah.
2: Kiki Kuti is a wide receiver on the Colts now. Like I would bet a dollar he'll be a more productive wide receiver than Paris Campbell this
0: season. Yeah, I there mean, he it- is. I mean, it's, it's only looking better for Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman at this point because there's really no one behind him, really.
2: No, I think you got Ashton Doolin and that Mike Strachan or Strachan or however you pronounce yeah. it.
0: Yeah. I think
2: those are two guys that fact, figure to have 30 to 45 receptions this year to help supplement the rest of the offense.
0: Yeah, I could definitely see that from Doolin. Uh, what I watched a little bit, he looked decent yeah. in my opinion.
1: Especially rebuilding Luther. them are the guys to take the chance on. Take the chance on for the buck.
0: Yeah.
1: Maybe $1.50 after
2: the podcast, right? Someone might hear
0: us.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Kind of managed to wander off topic without ever actually getting on it. But, uh, yeah, I guess key injuries for the week. Uh, And we don't spend a lot of time on injuries because I don't think a lot of people are actually tuning into us for NFL news. They're they're looking for news for the league. But we usually touch on it. And, of course, my heartbreak this week is – is the ankle. Trey Lance, my uh my future at quarterback is done and frankly I think probably for his career. I think we just saw his RG3 moment.
1: Yeah. Uh I got to sure agree with you on that Ian. I know you're waiting for kind of at least a breakout game or something. And and we weren't completely seeing that to begin with. And now the ankle injury is it is going to slow down the, the development to say the least. Like so you're essentially going into year three as a guy, essentially being a rookie quarterback still. Yeah, like pretty much. How many games he got? Maybe now three. Some preseason, like but yeah, th- this ship might start to sail on you right now, dude. Like I, I would almost say that I, I would, I would say there's at least 50, chance this guy's not even on your team this year.
2: No, so I- and
1: I know you got love for him, so.
2: I had hope for him. it's different than love, so you know. Yeah. If we didn't have IR spots, honestly, he'd be on the waiver wire right now. But I can let him sit there. It doesn't cost a dollar. We have lots of IR spots now. That's something we added a couple years back. So he's sitting. But uh, I am going to use my Nostradamus powers to forecast that I draft a quarterback in the draft again this coming year.
1: Uh, That's why I say there's a better than 50% chance he's not on your team next year. Strong quarterback class, supposedly, from what you see. Uh, The injuries... You have short views on injuries on your team yeah. in general. I do, and, and it's not like you've seen that monumental game yet, even. So there's, so you're starting to wonder if it's Paris Campbell, right? Like maybe he's just not going to be it and hurt all the time. Something yeah. you won't have very
0: long. Yeah. Well, hey, and just to let you know, uh, I'm all ears on offers for Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Well, maybe you'll get one. I uh, sent Ooh, a text. Make to... sure that makes the podcast.
2: Well, so here here we are you know talking just talking i mean what what are you thinking for a, a pat mahomes trade that's one of the things we touch on on this podcast is trying to help uh figure out how to value players and trades and things like that so what does it take to yeah. to get mahomes from you
0: i uh, i mean i mean if you don't involve any other players uh well i shouldn't say any other players because you're not going to do a player just for a pick but um it, you know, I, I still think that Mahomes still needs a first, right? I mean, that's just my opinion. Well, so Joey's
2: Joe the, uh, the neutral third party in this conversation, so let's get his opinion first.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, you want me to facilitate this?
2: No, no. Oh, my I, God, this I, is he, something I want to do.
1: I'm all excited
2: now.
0: <laughs> no, yeah,
2: no, he, he posed the question, though. Is a, is a high-end, top-end top quarterback, honestly, worth a first-rounder in, in this league time?
1: I think that's low. I think that's low for Mahomes, Allen, uh, Lamar Jackson. Well, I don't I, mean, I just think it's low. They're still young. I, I'm thinking it's a one and, and a pretty decent well, uh, B-plus player, at least, and maybe even a late-round pick in there. And I'm just spitballing here.
2: Not at all. I think that's what Luther was saying, though, is the, does a first become part of the package?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yep.
1: Oh, yeah, you're you're not even listening without a first-round pick in there. I mean, unless you're getting Lamar Jackson, you're you're, you're not, yeah. Uh, the one has to be there. And a quarterback of this stature, I, it's going to be very important where the one is. So Ian's on this call. So I'll just make a, I'll just use Ian's team because I relatively know what's on his team. So like if you were shipping him over to Ian, like you're definitely going to get Lance's to throw in, I think. Yeah, you know, so he. He might be a cut candidate for you next year, Luther. Or he might not be. Ian's going to pick late, so it's definitely going to be his one. Lance, and I'm trying to think of like a B-type player that you would have on your team, Ian, that that, that would go over in the trade. Um, mm-hmm. And Mike Evans is too good. Uh, all your running backs are just studs. Maybe at that point, full rebuild is your one and your two.
2: So, Or do you Cause, say someone like...
1: Because you have to take the salary and compensation. What about a
2: like salary, uh, right? say a say a Nico Collins? Perfect. So uh, up
1: and coming wide receiver, you're you're one in Lance. That, that feels about right because right. So of that, the salary.
2: That that feels expensive to me. Um, but yeah. Anyways, so what what's your thoughts there, there,
0: killer? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that that value. I mean, I literally, you know, th- do I want to trade Mahomes? No, not necessarily. But if I'm in a rebuild, why not? When in what? Three four years, I'm going to be paying them two hundred dollars. Yeah, and that's pretty pricey. So,
1: I what what did you think was too rich? Yeah. You
2: know? Uh, so too
1: rich for the player, too rich for the salary,
2: both. So that that's one of the things, and Luther just touched on it. I mean, Mahomes got a salary one hundred twenty bucks. So after the trade, you're at roughly a hundred. I'd have to look exactly, but like it's that's a hundred dollars on the quarterback. I mean, plus you're going. With the first round first rounder, which, yeah, Mahomes obviously is, depending on your perspective, the best top two, maybe top three, like no worse than three. I don't think quarterback for fantasy in the NFL plus reality, really. Um, So I get it. But like quarterbacks and first rounders don't typically go together in this league. Now, I know Mahomes reaches that point. But then it was that, it was Nico Collins, and what was the other piece that I was supposed to throw in?
1: Trey Lance.
2: Oh, yeah. And and then Lance, who still has the potential. And I, I mean, I just said I don't believe this is the case, but Lance can still be a QB1 in the league in a year, you know? So uh, not a lot of potential. I don't know. I,
0: I would have right, trouble. Just, I would just step in there. I probably wouldn't do that trade anyways just for me, is I'm not as high on Trey Lance as you are. So, I mean, it, it, I mean I'm mean i probably drafting a quarterback in the first round anyways, possibly. Sure. It, you know, with the three picks that I have already. So, I mean, you know, and then if I got a fourth, why wouldn't I take a quarterback in the first round?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: So it's not like I would have to live or die with Trey Lance. So I guess it, it wouldn't be that bad of a deal, I guess. But I just yeah. I'm not as high on Trey Lance, that's all.
2: All right. So, yeah, we don't have to spend, spend the next hour hashing out like a, a trade that, you know, may or may not get talked about. But I was just curious to see what the opinion would be for, for the value out there. And even when I say that, in my opinion, what Joe was talking about was a little rich. I, I don't think we were really far off. So but more than actually negotiating a trade here, it's just giving an idea with the three of us, at least what the three of us think about trade value, some top tier quarterbacks. Right.
1: The quarterbacks at the great expense is very tough,
2: right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I agree. Any player at the great expense is, is tough. And it's funny, Luther, me and Ian had a conversation about Mahomes and about, like, rising player costs at, at some point. Like, Mahomes is playing, what, 12 more years pretty easily?
0: I mean, barring injury. Like,
1: yeah. at, at, some, at some point, he's not going to be affordable, right? Like, me and Ian had this conversation, so strictly from uh, your salary cap perspective and considering he's red hot yeah it, if you're rebuilding and thinking you're going a different direction at quarterback now would be the time to to get something oh sure to get a lot really i,
2: I think we sort of gave some some idea there going to news though uh you guys got anything
1: uh, and this has very little to do with fantasy for for news i don't know if everyone watched that uh it that the bills cornerback that uh Cam Lewister. Oh man. Yeah. Last night. Uh no major damage. I was reading it just a little while ago.
2: Yeah, I saw that. So he's actually released.
1: gonna be alright from that.
2: Yeah, they released him out of the hospital. I think he's supposed to be back in practice next week. Yeah. Uh,
1: kinda good to hear because that looked pretty fucking nasty when it happened.
2: Yeah, yeah, that was one of those that was hard to watch. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I actually missed that. I was uh watching Eagles whoop up on the Viking.
2: Yeah, no, Terrell Edmonds almost took this, like, literally looked like he snapped the kid's head off. Yeah, I I don't know what happened, like, if his neck muscles were just overly relaxed when he took that hit or whatever, but, like, he came in and hit him, and his head just flopped around like something was broken in there.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't think that kid was going to walk again.
2: Yeah. I I think you and everyone else. I mean, fuck, you had Bills fans praying in the stadium. I mean, usually you can't keep them from fucking jumping through tables.
1: (laughs) Exactly. But I thought that was a little bit of good news. I just, again, just read it a little while ago. And
2: yeah. No, that yeah, is. I know
1: there's a bunch of Bills fans here, so I'm sure lots of people are watching it. Yeah. Yeah,
2: for sure. I mean, if it was a Patriot, you would hope the kid was okay. Like
1: Exactly. I, I think we lose the human element sometimes in this, and you know uh They are beating the hell out of their body for our entertainment at times.
2: Well, but,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyways, kid's all good.
2: All right. How about you, Luther? Any any news? Uh,
0: uh, not any news, but I was just, uh, one thing I wanted to point out that was good to see, and it kind of resembled, uh, Jamar Chase last year, is everyone thought that he didn't have a good preseason, and then he came out and did what he did, and I don't think this guy's gonna have that kind of season, but it's good to see Traylon Burks actually doing well, I think he had a, considering the Titans look crappy yesterday, I thought he looked pretty good. Yeah,
2: he he actually did look decent. After
0: week one and even the preseason, I wasn't really worried
1: about uh Traylon Burks. I was fairly high on him coming in. Yeah, I'd but I, Ohio State guy's not been there. Traylon Burks was probably gonna be my pick there.
2: I think that's a good point to make though is you know, if we stretched it back further, we could find the other guys. But you regularly have these high end wide receivers coming in and it's oh, they don't work that hard at practice or oh he dropped a couple balls in practice and you know, the, the hype train gets going and, and then gets going the other direction. And everyone's like, oh, he's going to be terrible. And It's important to know that. And just to keep in mind to not overreact when you see some of this news coming out.
1: Oh, absolutely. We we get spoiled with hands full of rookies, especially lately, mm-hmm. uh, of just having these great seasons. It's still not completely the norm. Wherever yeah. Justin Jefferson there is, there's 10 guys that wait until year three to be good. Yeah. So it's it, it's hard. We get spoiled a little bit,
0: especially yeah, in the
1: last couple of years with Chase and Jefferson.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say the last, like, two, three years have been, I mean, elite wide receivers coming out of that, those classes.
2: Yeah. All right, yeah. I think that's it on news. Yeah, so I guess I was going to throw one thing out there that uh, we kind of talked about this last week, and based on that, so I think that, this is probably not the right league to try to do the shares thing with. So I think like everyone who has shares right now, it'll stand. If you win, you're going to get your money and everything. But I think that's something that I'm actually going to drop from this league. I think I'm just going to pull back on that. And and not that we won't ever bring it back, but uh, I don't think it's the right time or the right idea for now anyways, for, for the
1: league. So shares are still available though, right?
2: Yeah, I'm probably going to phase those out pretty quickly, like in the next week or two. I mean, if someone wants to hurry and get some, we can still do it. Um, There just wasn't enough of a response or enough real interest in it. Um, So I just think moving forward, I'm I'm planning on starting another league, probably for next season that is a little bit more focused on that kind of thing. And I think it's probably best to keep this league more like it is, more – well, say traditional. It's still salary cap IDP and dynasty, but, but a, a little bit more what it is and try the experimental stuff on a league that I bring the members into that league based on the idea that we're going to be doing some experimenting.
1: Right. So they're knowing what they're getting into as they're coming in.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Instead of taking this and trying to morph it into something else. Right. No, I got you. So, yeah. If anyone's interested, I'll I'll still do it. Like I said, the payout's still there. Everything... Everything's the same, but I'm just gonna kind of phase it out and uh yeah, we'll just stick with the traditional kind of league fee concept and 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 go as normal from there. all right, yeah, and then the other thing to throw out, granted, this is the NDFA podcast, but uh how about the curse of Greg Rousseau? I mean, is this a thing? Is anyone gonna pick him up this week? That seems kind of dangerous. You know that both both Scotty Scotty drafted Greg Rousseau in the Survivor me, and then Andrew picked him up last week. And now he's out on waivers again. He's the only player I could see, anyways, that was on both teams. Although I'm not saying I didn't miss anyone. I didn't spend a ton of time digging through, but that uh, that jumped out at me today. So if you're in the Survivor League, be careful. Rousseau might be the reason these guys are getting out, getting kicked out.
0: Who has him in Dynasty? I do.
2: Yeah. But
1: oh, you got it, Rousseau.
0: We don't do elimination. Get rid of him, Luther. <laughs> What's that, Joe? We want to get rid of him real quick. No, I think I'm going to hang on to him. But yeah, so <laughs> no, anyways,
1: I like yeah, and I know I better not pick up Rousseau, so man.
2: Yeah, yeah, you might be <laughs> tempted to take there. For two weeks now. Yeah. So you see the best defensive lineman from your team out there, you might be, you might be a little tempted to throw a dollar, maybe even two, out there for him. You might not want to though.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm going a different direction in that league. I know where my deficiencies are. Fucking need, like two offensive players. Joe, Joe, be spending this week, boys. All right. Well, we'll see how it goes. Maybe. I'm just saying nothing to get everyone else this month. Could be. Do so I attempt fate and just keep my money for one more week?
2: That's the beauty of the league. Every week gotta... in
1: that Survivor League, I ask myself that.
2: Yeah. You and 10 other people. <laughs>
1: uh, Ian, we were way wrong about uh, Zach, huh? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I thought apparently. he was going to be
1: first out in this whole thing. Yeah. Tops 300 points this week.
2: Yeah, that was something.
1: All right. We won't bore you with that, Luther. That's our other league that no, no, you're good.
0: You're good.
2: Moving on. Uh, this is usually the, the part where we kind of present questions that have come up about the league throughout the last week or whatever. And, uh, yeah, where we have our, uh, well, I think, our very first actual guest on. We've had people on before, but it never turned into an episode. Um, yeah, Luther, do you have any, how about, we'll just call it an AMA, ask anything. Do you have any questions about the league, about us i know at this point you and joey probably know each other pretty well but you and i don't we were talking about the work thing earlier even but yeah, yeah. i but, mean
0: well well me and joe learned a lot about each other when we were in the elevator so you know it's it, yeah really cool so I
2: had a chance to get pretty cozy we spent with
0: some me. extra time in the elevator together
2: yeah <laughs> i heard about that
0: Oh, uh, so I, I don't think we're ever gonna let that one down joe i don't
1: think No, probably not <laughs>
0: And hopefully that's the last time it ever happens to
1: me, so that's the one I can live on for the rest of my life.
0: Yeah, and the well, shitty part about that one is is we were heading to have a cigarette, not coming from a cigarette. So that's. Oh, really man. Yeah.
2: I, I got to yeah, tell so you. We're
0: in need already.
2: I got to tell you, I'm 20 minutes into that thing. I'm smoking in the fucking elevator. <laughs> I'm serious. Oh, like, well, my God. What are they going to do? Like. thought Chris was going to piss his pants in that. You can't smoke in there. I'll tell you what. Open up the fucking elevator and I'll leave.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Luther, we'll never forget that one. We'll be telling our grandchildren that story.
0: Yeah. Uh, So as far as questions, uh, I I think what helps eliminate a lot of my questions, because I know I had a lot of questions early on, like, uh, you, you know, what kind of money you give up when you drop them if they're more than a one year deal, Uh, it, you know, just kind of all the salary thing. But you guys do a good job on that as well Um, on the podcast, as well as posting everything that you need to know on Google Docs. It, I mean, all the information is there for you to. Oh,
2: podcast. sure. Yeah. No, I mean, if you're if you're bored and crazy, you can find out. Everything about this league, it's, it's all in that spreadsheet. But There's a lot of stuff there, I know.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, like I said, the it's not really a question or anything like that, but the, the coolest thing about this league is it's a league you're working 365 days a year, and that's the most fun part I like. Oh, that, so.
2: sure, sure. Yeah, no, I, that was the design, so I'm glad it's working out. Um, yeah, so I'm going to throw out two then. Um, well, Joe, you got any while we're here? You get a chance to.
1: I. I, I, I do real quick
2: uh, okay.
1: two things. I'll, I'll have a question here. And and that Google sheet is 100% Ian. Like Joe does not touch that Google sheet. So uh, Ian, that's all your hard work. And again, uh, it, it's nice to hear Luther say he appreciates it. I appreciate it. I, I look at that thing probably more than I should. But that <laughs> that is all Ian constantly upgrading it and everything else and, and putting more charts in there Some might think he's just got too much time on his hands because the charts don't don't bunch of squiggly lines at times to me. But you know what? Ninety nine percent of that information is real good for me personally that I do look at. So that that's actually all on you. Like uh, and and thank you for doing that. Like you spend a shit ton of time on that on that sheet. So that again, that is one hundred percent on you. Not nothing to do with Joe though. I'm just a good looking face on the radio podcast. That's all.
2: Well, you do, you do have a face for radio, that's for sure.
1: I've heard that. <laughs> so I, I, I do got a question, Ian, and I posed this um, the other day to you in a text message, and I just wanted to clarify the whole thing in case everybody anybody else has this question, because I didn't know the answer to it, and that's why I asked you. And, and usually when I don't know the answer or something, I'm thinking that there might be a, a handful of people that don't either. Sure. So I asked you the question of when I was going to do my free agent pickups, if I could contingently put them on lower years.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And and so what you mean by that is, can you send me a thing to reduce their contracts based on if you drop them, not saying that you're going to drop them or not for sure, is what you meant by the contingent. Just so it's clear for everyone. Yeah. Um, Yeah. 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 And and basically – The answer was yes, except in the event that it's an ad drop based on another pickup. So that you say you've got Ashton Doolin on your team and you want to reduce his contract based on dropping him, but dropping him is contingent on you bidding for Zay Jones. In, In that case, no, because it gives you a bit of an advantage of being able to tailor your contract based on knowing the outcome of the auction. And that's why I had restricted it for that specific instance, but if it's just a thing of you're doing it, you're not ready to cut' them until later or whatever that's fine i i can we're all adults here. I can deal with that kind of stuff, but it's only because that could change the way that you bid and maybe give you a bit of an advantage in the bidding against other players if you know that you can then save money by preloading this this uh contract change on the drop, okay.
1: Like I get it, and you know me, and I'm always looking for that loophole in the rules of uh, of how it it works better for me, and and I try not to I try not to do shady stuff without asking first, anyway. Like, <laughs> yeah. and and I think we I think we found some rules that had some glitches to them that I I have exploited, and like we've made some changes to them to to eliminate it.
2: We we have. Right? Yeah, and for- I, I'm
1: the dirty accountant, dude.
2: Yeah, frankly, we've mandated some rules that I'm not going to go too in depth because we've created loopholes by closing loopholes at times. Um, but that's the thing is as you go and find them or as they come up, then, then, we, then we solve it, you know? And so my job is to try to stay a step ahead of you. So when you discover the next one, I've kind of got a solution mapped out for it. But, uh, you know, there, there's no better way of doing that than exposing it and saying hey this is here what do we do to fix it so yeah to me that's great right
1: and i don't mean to be a pain in your ass all the time but i'm i'm just that guy
2: i'm just (laughs) always looking for it yeah no but i I mean it I
1: i don't want to derail anything in the process i just if it's there i'm going to use it
2: yeah but that helps the leak more than hurts it you know i mean if you found one that was enough to be an exploit an exploitation that gave you some kind of supreme advantage that then as the commissioner, I'd be compelled to say, no, even as a one-off, we can't let that stand. Uh, but most of them aren't that, you know, like, yeah, you get an extra $3 of salary cap back because you cut this contract at this date instead of tomorrow or whatever. And, all right. So you got an extra $3. We closed the loophole. $3 didn't give you a championship. You know, I mean, it gave you a tiny, tiny advantage for half a season in a league. And that kind of stuff we can live with, and we fix it as we go. And, yeah, in theory, the league continues to get better. All
1: right. I just thought – I think I heard something out of you in this whole rant that, like, as we close them, it opens up other loopholes, so now I feel like i got to dig through that Google sheet and find it.
2: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I think,
1: like, you're holding out something on me that you know that it's there, and now i got to find it.
2: So, yeah, there's something, and you'll probably find it. I mean, especially because – Don't tell me. No, no, I'm not, I'm not going to. And the thing is, is I know I won't use it, so it hasn't been a high priority to get it fixed. But as soon as someone sees it, it's one of those small things. It's one of those things that's going to give you an extra four bucks or something. And, and at the point that it gets used, then there'll be a fix in place for it.
0: Fair enough. I do have one other quick question. Sure. I mean, Google Sheets probably tells you this, but I'm just not on it right now to find out.
2: No, and I'm here. I I know... Most of what's in there.
0: So, if you sign a player okay. off of uh, free agency mm-hmm. and you bid it bid zero, yep, that still becomes a one dollar, correct?
2: So it, it becomes whatever that player's minimum salary is. So by default, one, yeah. Um, okay. But well, even well if you bid... I,
0: I meant I meant from a one dollar. The minimum bid is going to be a dollar no matter what you bid, unless oh okay, yeah. A higher
2: minimum. Yeah, absolutely. Now, but that's different than the free agent pickup, which actually leads into the first question that I had for this week, is on Thursdays, Sundays, or Mondays. So any day that there's an actual NFL game being played, we bypass waivers and go straight to free agency. And the reason for that is so you can get your players that day before the games start and then plug them in. It's supposed to be for emergency pickups and stuff. And, and that's not a new thing. That's, this has been the case since the league started. But the question came up is why, like, if you pick up a player on Thursday that's playing a game on Sunday, why, why would that still be $10? And and the real reason is it's as simple as because you don't have to bid. So one, you're not, there's not that collective amount of time, the waiver period where everyone can submit a bid for that player. And, And you could argue whether or not players, other, Owners in the league would submit a bid for that player who's been sitting out there. But but the fact is that they don't get that opportunity. And, and the the flip side of that is, well, you could always wait until Friday, put the bid in and get the guy for a dollar. So if it's on a game day, it doesn't matter if it's that player's game day. If Basically, if you don't actually have to put a bid in for a player, that player is going to cost you a minimum of $10. And so if it's worth it to you to get that player at that point, yeah, pick them up. Ten bucks. Tell me how many years you want, and go like normal. If it's just a player you're adding for depth, yeah, just wait till the next morning, put the same bid in, and do for a dollar instead of just picking them up off the free agency, and that takes care of the issue.
1: We we don't run waivers on Friday, correct?
2: Um, Wednesday, Saturday. Yeah. So if you put a bid in Friday, it would process Saturday. So yeah, um, free agents Sunday, free agents Monday, bidding on Tuesday, but. Also, the bids on Tuesday and Wednesday processed together on Wednesday. Free agents Thursday. Bidding on Friday and Saturday that collectively process Saturday. And then back to free agents on Sunday.
1: And then, uh, Ian, with, with the whole picking of years, because I, kn- I kn- know some people missed this on, like, our numerous podcasts last year. So I have still game day to tell you years.
2: I got seven days. What do I got? So you basically have a week. You know, in the off season, I'm way more lax about it because I know not everyone's looking at their stuff every single day or even every week. Uh, but in the season, you basically have a week. Is You pick them up at some point before game day, and you should send me their years before the following game day. So, like, you pick them up Wednesday. They play that Sunday. If you want to adjust their years, you should really send me a thing before the next Sunday, so the second game that they're playing on your team. That's a pretty decent window exactly. because because we should all be looking at our squads at least once a week, right? Absolute minimum during the season. You know that said, if you're like, oh shit, it was Sunday, I meant to do two years, and now it's Monday night, and I screwed myself. Like I'm gonna work with you on it because this is a friendly league. You know, it's not a it's not being run off whatever. You know, it, everyone in the league knows each other, so there's some room, but. But not a lot. You know, three games later, if you come to me, like, I can't help you. At that point, they're going to RFM. Only because it's an unfair advantage. If you can pick a guy up, you know, you just grab Jordan Mason. You leave him on in one year, you find out he takes over for Jeff Wilson this next week, and he's this year's Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, two or three games later, that happens. And you're like, oh, yeah, put him on three years. Well, then you didn't have any risk going into it. So you had him... For the cheapest possible way you could have him for several weeks, and he blows up and you extend it, like you kinda you have to make your decision sooner than that. You can't wait until he becomes a star before you decide to give him years,
1: right, because if you pick up the player and you're wanting them years out of him, you you should be stuck with the penalty of cutting the contract, right?
2: yeah, exactly that
1: all right. I always like to clarify that you know, at least once a podcast for. You know, there's there, there's some guys that let way too many guys go to RFA. Sorry, yeah. Luther. I know you're one of them. You're not actually the guy I'm picking on right now, but no, I'm sure Mitch. I,
0: shit, did I say his name? Well, understand. Yeah, Mitch and I uh know that for firsthand. <laughs> oh, <man.
2: laughs> All right. And so the next thing that came up this week, I'm gonna throw, and this isn't something we're voting on now, but this is just something to throw out there and get a reaction. Is what if Hold out players once the season started, players that are holding out were available for RFA style bidding it going into the season until they either accepted a new contract or returned to their team or whatever. No, being it, the guy
1: that's always stuck with an RFA, my initial reaction is
2: no. Well, well
1: of course, again, I have to think about that.
2: But thinking about it just from just the actual league perspective and the the wrinkle that throws in with strategy that if all now all of a sudden now Eckler or Debo could receive they still have the same minimum salary so what is it a hundred bucks for each of them give or take I know I could get the exact number but it don't matter right now yeah so what what if yeah Honda Killer swooped in and said no like I'll pay a hundred bucks for Debo even though I just got rid of him um, okay. so then that would force Keith to then either match just like in an RFA. Or let him go and maybe even get, like, a comp, com, uh, compensatory pick in return or something like that. But uh, I don't know. Just first reaction. What do you guys think of that?
1: So if we're talking just straight with me getting no compensation back, I, 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 I don't love it. He's still my guy, and I didn't. I paid him his three-year contract. Decler, get the fuck back in camp, okay? But anyways, I would like it better if there was a compensation to it. It's an underpaid guy that ended up top five, right?
0: So yeah. it's a good
1: contract if you wait for it. It's a good producer of points, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I would think the compensation would have to be even a little tough, like a one and a three back if you sign my guy. And I'm uh, just using a, a number. I'm kind of spitballing here.
2: Yeah, so I, I think you'd probably be looking closer to a one um, or a two and a three, only because, like right now, exactly that. You have... An underpaid all-star on your team. I mean, to finish top five at, at your position, you're, I, I know it sounds blatantly obvious, but that's one of the five best guys in the league. You know, I mean, if you went, if you expanded holdouts to top ten or top fifteen or something, there's guys that get in there on luck, but top five is usually, really usually, the the actual best players. So, I mean, you've got a hundred dollar running back that you you've been paying thirty for the last couple of years. So you you've had that advantage, and and now this way, people with with money available can hold your feet to the fire, so to speak. But you know, I I'm not saying that you shouldn't get a comp pick, but I don't necessarily think you get market value either.
1: Um, I I mean, I see where you're going with the whole thing. I just maybe it's a little near and dear to my heart because I'm getting sick of these fucking <laughs> holdouts for three straight years. But anyways. <laughs> first two are not on my team uh, I know Eckler's not coming back this week Eckler might actually go on the trade block here very soon yeah uh, but anyways I I, I I do see where you're going with it
2: the Austin Eckler Foundation is a noble pursuit you shouldn't be upset about it yeah it's noble it, it's real yeah, not- I, I don't know if I've, I know I've told you this before but I don't know if I ever mentioned it on the podcast but I do actually do a little bit of research with this stuff. Like, if you go to the Austin Neckler Foundation dot com or org, whichever one, that's an actual foundation that he runs to help uh, unfort less fortunate kids, you know, pursue education, stuff like that.
1: I mean, come on. Dude, he's got foundations and everything else. He
2: can play for 64 bucks. It's cool.
1: Yeah, he just doesn't, doesn't seem to need think a so. Buck All
2: right. So we got your comments. What do you think, Luther? What What's your opinion there? So what we're saying, though, is he's a holdout and we have the bidding. Yes. Correct. Okay. Yep, and, and so his current salary is like, I'm making it up, Joe. You don't have to tell me exactly, but 30 bucks or whatever. Right. And he's holding out for 100. Right. And he's on Joe's team. So now what's the next step? What happens?
0: So my next question is, say, if nobody matches him. So if no one bids on him. Right. No one bids on him. Okay. Does he pay him, does he pay him the 30 or does he pay him the 100?
2: So if no one were to bid on him. So that's basically how holdouts work now is Eckler's holding out for a series of weeks. And right now, this isn't the number, so don't freak out, Joe. Let's say Eckler's holding out for 10 weeks. So at the end of those 10 weeks, right now, the way it works, Eckler's going back on Joe's team at his current contract. Okay. But he's demanding a higher salary to come back before his holdout ends. Right. So the proposal would be is during that time, instead of waiting the whole 10 weeks, say – Justin could come in and say, you know what, I'll pay Eckler a hundred bucks and try to steal him from Joe's team. That would force Joe to decide if he was going to match that or not. Now, if he did match it, then he would get the player at the higher salary. If he didn't, that would automatically trigger where Justin would get him, but Justin would have to give Joe his first.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I mean, if it did go through, I think you'd need some sort of compensation. I I would say without compensation, yeah, probably wouldn't be very viable i don't think so
2: okay but so with compensation just like i said just i'm just doing a gut check but so this was proposed to me last week by another member of the league and that was my first thing too it's like oh you got to have some kind of compensation back it can't just be like an rfa thing where you just get to but i want to get other people's reactions
0: is a holdout really gonna re rfa
2: well no this isn't this is completely different than rfa the reason I was saying RFA is that, that style of auction, but okay. during the season while they're holding out, not that they're actually in RFA.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Um catching on slowly, but I got you.
2: Yeah, no, no problem. No problem.
0: Like, right? Remember, if you have the question, 10 other people have it. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah sure. That. That's why the more clear we can make it. So saying RFA probably was a mistake, but I just meant – that style of auction where right like right now in the year where Eckler's holding out, people could be trying to steal him from Joe by meeting his salary demands or even giving him more money. Then Joe would have to decide to to meet that demand or accept a pick and let the guy actually be stolen off his off of his team.
0: Yeah, I guess it does make it interesting for sure.
2: Yeah, it's kind of the excitement of the RFA auctions when it's not RFA time. Can I have a cap
1: on how many years straight that you can have a holdout at that point? Right now, I'd have like seventy
2: fucking first round picks, but no players. <laughs> no, because this is the first one anyone would have paid top dollar to steal. Um, that is true. But we we could honestly could propose that if you've had holdouts the last two years, that your players, if any, earn holdout status, don't go in the pot. Like we could do that. Um, but right now, no, there isn't a limit, but I don't know if I'd vote for it, but I'd be open to that if someone brought it up.
0: By the way, Joe, Ian said that, uh, Ecker was not out for 10 weeks. It's going to be 11.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, moving on. So that's something that you guys would vote for or just that you would consider.
1: I would
0: consider, but again, being on the fence.
2: How about you, Luther? Is that something you'd be in favor of, or just that's interesting?
0: Uh, I think right now it's uh, interesting. At sure. This point. All right. Yeah. I well, can kind of see both points, both both sides of the the spectrum. Yeah. And maybe I'm taking it a little bit better right now because I gave away my holdout. So.
2: <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe I should do this as a test question for people that don't have holdouts. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Don't ask the guy <laughs> that had three straight years. And, and barely beat the Josh Allen that whole thing out. Don't forget yeah. that too, Ian. So, oh, yeah, you might I'll, be asking the wrong guy this question.
2: I'll never forget that. That was that was fun.